Welcome to Wax Half Full, episode 20. I'm your host, Wax. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ads. Ads, how are you doing? Good. I'm tired, but for a reason. I was helping a friend move yesterday. We worked late into the night. Uh, and now I have to go again tonight, today to finish off the job. P- helping people move by the sucks, by the way. Like, people should just have less stuff. Like, like if, if you're two people, you shouldn't have 25 coffee mugs. Just saying. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it would be a, a very tiring venture, I gotta say. Helping people move? Yeah. Yeah, I used to do some like side moving jobs. Um, it wasn't fun, especially if someone lives in an apartment and it's an apartment without a without a lift, and you have to take something like a like a washing machine up flat up like three flights of stairs. It's not very fun. Yeah. Also, it's uh, today's April first. Uh no, it's April second here. We've already passed, you know, superior. Superior time zone and all that. I was gonna say happy Holy Thursday. Oh, well, it's not. It's not Thursday anymore. It's Friday for me. So, yeah. all right, cool. Easter Friday. Have you, have you ever heard of Holy Thursday? Nope. What is it? Okay, so I hadn't heard of it either, and I was just like, I was going on Twitter today, and I saw Holy Thursday, and I was like, what the fuck is this holiday? Like, I went to church as a kid, so I, I thought I knew what the Christian holidays were. So apparently this is, this is just like another random Christian holiday, but I also thought for, for a second that it's like literally a joke. It's like the Vatican's playing this giant April Fool's joke on us saying, hey, all of you devout Christians, you forgot about you forgot about this one, didn't you? Yeah. And they're just, and it's just a giant prank. And they're just like, no, 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 this is never a thing. Like, why, why the hell are we doing this ridiculous? Okay. So it's like an April Fool's joke. Well, I thought it was, but apparently it's real. So oh, yeah. I mean, you... I mean, you really can't tell like the the real uh, Catholic holidays apart. Like, I think on this one, like, if you told someone, "Hey, there's this day where you gotta draw like a cross on your forehead with ashes, and there's also this day where you gotta wash people's feet," I'm like, I don't know. Both both of them sound kind of kind of uh, like they could be a joke. It's like you're trying to get into Catholicism, and and then the and, like the Pope is just pranking you all the time. I don't know. It can feel like that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm happy with my four days. Of public holiday. That's what I'm happy about. All right. Wait. Wait. Is it is Easter actually coming up? I don't even know. We're in Easter. Wait. What? This is the Easter weekend. Oh, when's Easter? Is it? Oh, it's Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday. Uh, okay. Cool. And then we have cool. Friday and Monday off to make a full full day weekend. So you know better than me. You were the one pretending that you didn't know about these like. I, random I don't know things. about Holy Thursday. Yeah, I didn't know either. But so. So that that one you got me on. What are we first starting off with? Well, uh, what what did we do? Did we tease like a mailbag? Yeah, we we teased a mailbag uh, last week because it because um, episode twenty and episode ten we did a mailbag, so we hastily tried to do a mailbag again and we failed miserably because uh, our re- our listeners hate us, sadly. Yep, that is that is a factual statement. Okay. Anyway, but but we did get one. We did get one response. That's true. We did. From, uh, and, and this is really how we know who our most uh, loyal listener is. Yeah. It's uh, so Jason from Ontario. I don't know something like right, Canada. So. Canada is just one city, I think. There's no. There's no. Oh city. yeah, you're right. You're right. It's okay. just so the monolith of Canada. Okay, so let me read this question. All right. So my question is: If I was to visit your hometown, 
what is something you'd recommend I do that most people wouldn't consider as a tourist? So ads, um, what's your home? Well, I guess we can do your hometown or wherever you're living right now. It doesn't really matter, right? That's where I live my whole life. So Sydney is where I've lived. So. All right. I didn't change so let's places. Go. Um, unfortunately, I'm a bit of an otaku nerd who just stayed at home their entire life. And hasn't it? You know, I've never been to the Sydney Opera House. I mean, that's not shocking at all. It's that's that's not at all shocking. Like I'm like like thinking. inside, I've 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 stood outside of it, not even on the like area around because it's like on like a little bit of an island, like on a pier thing. I don't know what the fuck to call it. But I've I've never seen it, like, and until like a few days ago, a few weeks ago, I hadn't driven over the, uh, over the. The bridge, the Harbour Bridge, so yeah, like interesting. Um. So this is going to be a hard question for me to answer, but I did think of one thing so that people wouldn't think of me as a complete loser. Uh, I, I didn't actually do this, so but my dad did it, and I have pictures of it to prove it. Uh, it's So the Harbour Bridge, you, there's a little, like I guess what you can call a walkway that takes you all the way to the top, and you can walk on the Harbour Bridge and like walk to the top of the Harbour Bridge, take your photos and whatever, and then come back down. If that excites you, if heights excite you, which they don't ex- excite me, they excite me negatively, then that's something you can do and say, you know what, I, I didn't just come and see the Harbour Bridge from a distance, I climbed it. I don't know how difficult it is, but I'm assuming it's not difficult. And any person who has enough energy to climb a few cases of stairs should be able to do it. That could be something interesting to do. Oh, wait, uh, so this is, a, this is a pedestrian pathway? No, 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 it's so not. It's like... not, no. You, you have to, like, uh, you have to sign up for it and you know to get a, oh okay get a okay 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 it's legal but but it's like a it's a thing that people they tell people to do yeah uh, well no, you, right. you need to i assume a company runs the the program so I, a company like bought the rights to whatever the system is and now they just sell it off so you do have to pay for it i'm pretty sure and i think it's just very common as like a my dad did it as a team building exercise for his work you know like Let's climb a bridge and you know show how gritty we are against the face face of you know. Oh, okay. I looked up some photos on on Google. So yeah, you actually go up like the supports and get on top of it, and yeah. you go up like the uh, yeah. Yeah, like you're on the I guess what you call the sides of it. You get to the yeah, top yeah, the, main, the maintenance things like yeah, yeah. like the, the iron work and you, mm-hmm. you go to the top. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty good. Uh, I would never do it because I'm deathly afraid of heights. And there is that's that's one of my many weaknesses. I have a few weaknesses. My weaknesses are heights and cockroaches. Okay, let me see how much this costs. I have no idea how much it costs. It, it got cancelled okay. for a while, but then I think they why? brought it back. Why? Because wait, why? You gotta tell me why did it get cancelled? Was there an accident? Uh, I don't think there was an accident. I think just the company that was uh that had the license for it went out yeah. of business or something like that. All right, I forget uh, what dude. it was. Okay, dude, this this starts at two hundred dollars uh, Australian. What the fuck? It start it starts at two hundred. What what does two hundred dollars Australian get you? That's okay, like... so I'm I'm at the site and basically uh they fucking rope you in for a shit ton of stuff. It's like two and a half hours long. It's like a, it's a fully guided tour. They probably stop you along the way, talk about the history of like you know, of Sydney and the building of the bridge and all. How many people crap. died? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, basically the cheapest one is two hundred, and the highest one is like three fifty. What's so, what's the difference though? What does a three fifty dollar one get you? Does it uh, get you a better you tour get, guide? Yeah, it's like a longer tour and uh, fucking like other crap. It's just like crap we throw in. Like they give you a hat. They give you a they give you a hat. 
and they, and they mark it up by like 20 bucks. Let's see. That's what we should. If you want to so, have a hat proving that you climbed the Harbour Bridge so that none of your friends can deny right. this fact, then that's what you do. So that's my tip. Right. Get the Harbour right, Bridge. So- I'm sure there are better things to do, but um, I haven't done any of them. So okay. that's all I can offer. <laughs> Keith, are we sure I'm recording? Because I don't see my waveform. This is like I'm actually worried that we're like we're doing this and nothing's getting done. Like I I know Ads can hear me, but I see you like I, I see it. Okay, cool. So it's like fucking Micron fucking up at times. Alright. Keep this in. This is this is how we this is how we how we produce this production okay, so, values, right? Yeah. And I know. And so um so ads, I was I had I had some some ideas for New York City, but uh, I was inspired by you and I was gonna say, hey. You you should climb the Brooklyn Bridge, but illegally, since there are no illegal tours. <laughs> I see. Wait, wait. There, you know, you know, there aren't any illegal tours. Yeah, there aren't. Okay, so you have to do you know, it. Is that yeah, like a I'll, monthly occurrence? You know, so I, I was I was kidding mostly, but it, it's kind of funny because at the top of the Brooklyn Bridge, there is like an American flag. So like every like couple of years, someone will illegally f- climb the Brooklyn b- Bridge and change the flag. But like they'll change the American flag to whatever the fuck they want. Nice. And this just keeps happening like every, like every two years. No one's died because of it, I think, because like uh, it has to be climbable for the you know the staff, right? Yeah. So it, it can't be that dangerous, but it's it's just illegal because they don't want people doing that. I'm surprised they haven't monetized it. To be honest, like it sounds like a good idea, honestly. Yeah. Maybe maybe no company wants to take on, take on the liability. Maybe the company in Sydney you said you said it like went away, right? Yeah, it went away for a bit, but now it's back. But I don't yeah, think it's the like same the, company. Maybe the liability insurance or something like that, like like, because that's sort of like like running like a skydiving or bungee jump operation, right? Like eventually someone's gonna, you feel like someone's gonna get hurt eventually, and that's just the cost of doing business, right? Yeah, well, that's why you have like insurance, but I don't know what the insurance situation is. All right, all right. So, so, yeah. all right, so um, more more seriously speaking, I guess I don't have any good answers either for New York because like New York's like so exposed. There's like not many real hidden gems i would say so i so if i want to speak in generalities i would say just don't stay in manhattan like if you're in new york city for a week you want to go out to brooklyn you want to go out to queens and you really just want to see the other neighborhoods because uh manhattan is such a it's such a limited view of the city and you know there is a lot to do there to be honest you, you could spend the week inside manhattan and do a lot of things there but i just think uh for the sake of i guess it really depends on why people why you do tourism right do you want to hit all like the famous landmarks or do you want to get a vibe, a feel for the city and like the culture there? Yeah. That's what I always like when I, when I go hit a place, like I always go twice. And the first time you hit up the famous landmarks and then the second time, because you can't do both, right? Unless you're staying there for like a month. Yeah. Especially so, like I'm, depending I'm, on, I don't know how New York is, but is New York the kind of place where, all the famous landmarks are like far away from each other so far that they take like realistically no, no. no they're all close no no like that's the thing because like you can that's why your tourism is kind of convenient because manhattan is very small like Manhattan's is actually like, insanely small and insanely walkable and the parts that aren't walkable are very easily reached by subway so like manhattan is like a very efficient tourism city i would say you can get a lot done in manhattan in like, oh, a very short amount of time new york's like the only um American city that can be serviced but uh, that is serviced by trains and public transport as opposed to something like California where uh yeah 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 there there's there's that and just the way the city was built somehow like they just coincidentally 
or maybe, or maybe they just build it that way. All these locations, they acquired this cultural capital over time, like, uh, like incidentally, because mm-hmm. like, you know, the Empire State Building is like not that far from say like Times Square, like they're right next to each other. And, and from Times Square, it's not that far from Rockefeller Center and from the Rockefeller Center, it's not that far to Central Park, but all these things are like, it's just so efficient if you want to do the, the, the landmark famous tourism stuff. Yeah. And then of course you have like subway for anything else. Which right. you don't have in so, many other cities. But, yeah, but my recommendation is, yeah, just go out to the other boroughs and see uh, and see the touristy stuff there. Because there's like good touristy stuff to do there too. Like the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens is cool. Um, what is it? Flushing Meadow Park is cool. It has that giant globe where they shot the ending scene to uh, the Men in Black movie. The Bronx Zoo is cool. It's just yeah. seeing the... I really can't recommend like anything that's a hidden gem because New York's like one of the biggest tourism cities in the world. So like, there's not, there's nothing that I'm gonna tell you you can discover. Like the best like what I can, what I can recommend people because because I'm like a big walker. Like what are some cool walking routes? Cool so so what, what I so what I came up with is yeah, if you're gonna go do it in New York, do the walking route from Battery Park, which is the south tip of Manhattan, and go up the west side of Manhattan, like through Hudson River Park. That's one of the better walking routes i think that people don't uh like i see a lot of people who live here go there but i don't see a lot of tourists take that walking route i think it's one of the more scenic and nice walking routes oh yeah there are like some in a lot of cities but i'm saying there are like those kind of walking routes but that people don't do because when you're a tourist you um you want maximum efficiency right yeah like you're either going to take a cab if you have to or take public transport and just avoid stuff like that Mm mm-hmm that's a good idea. I, I, there's a good walk now that there's a good walking route on in Barangaroo. That's a there's a walking route there that I would recommend taking. It like takes you through like the harbor kind of thing. So if you're going to do walking route, do that one. As opposed, to, if you're afraid of heights, then that's your alternative. Thank you yeah. for reminding me of that. I've never done the walk. I did the walk at night, but only some of it. So I actually never got to see how good the view was because it was still being. I want to yeah. I want to say as like a big walker, someone who really likes winter cities and what's walking around everywhere. I, I think the most, my favorite part to me was like just going through, and this is probably going to be very touristy, but going through the botanical gardens and like uh, just yeah. walking around that area. It was just nice. It's, I, I know it was very like commercialized and it's like kind of a, a little bit of a stereotype Sydney, maybe not like a what people who live there would consider a real Sydney, but I, I thought that was like a very pleasant walk. Yeah, r- real Sydney is getting stuck in rush hour tra- traffic on Paramount Road for um four hours. That's real Sydney. If, if you're yeah. not doing that, then you're not experiencing the real Sydney. Yeah. And as for, as for Seoul, um, to be honest, um, I don't, it's all, it's almost the same thing. I, I would say, I would say get out of Seoul, like go somewhere else. Like don't stay in, go oh. somewhere that's not Seoul. Cause Seoul is like such a, um, cause I'm planning to go to uh, Korea either if I can this year, if not next year, where, where, where is the place to go other than Seoul? So the the funny the, I want to say it's funny, but the weird thing is it's hard to recommend. I f- I feel like this is almost something you could say about America too. Like the cities don't really represent the country. Uh, uh, like how many percent of the people live in the cities? How many people uh, percent of people don't live in the cities? Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's like it's it's a pretty big split. Like you're only seeing a very small part of the country and the life there if you if you're only sticking in the cities, and that's like inconvenient because it's hard to plan a rural tour. You know, especially if you don't speak English, um, the local language, especially in Korea, like if like Seoul is like super tourist friendly. If you want to like stay in Seoul, have fun. Like Seoul is like fun. Like I'm not, I'm not knocking Seoul, but I think if you want to go off the beaten path, doing something like uh, so so the like 
I actually like one of the, my favorite um, experiences I had in Korea as a tour. This wasn't really tourism. This was because of work. Mm. So we had to go. So we had to go down. You're to supposed this... to say go to Low Park, <laughs> visit the mecca of League of Legends esports. Nah, I mean, like, like if, if if our friend Jason from Ontario goes, he's gonna do that whether we tell him tell him or not. Uh, yeah, that is true. Right. Yep. But uh, but yeah, I think one of the most interesting like tourism experiences I had in Korea was actually just going for work, and we had to interview this pro gamer's parents, and they're farmers in the middle of nowhere, like. The, I mean, not you know, figuratively middle of nowhere. So we had to go down, we had to see them, and it was it was just uh, it was very telling because like, I lived in Korea for I want to say I've lived there for like combined like ten years of my of my life, eleven years of my life. But mm. I was just like a city boy. I never really got out. Like, yeah. like rural Korea was something I saw through television shows and movies. I hadn't I hadn't really ever experienced it. And just going down there, it was only like a couple of days we were down there. But like actually being on the farm and doing like farm things, or or just seeing farm things for even a day was like it was very eye opening. All right. So you you were like almost gonna transition to us. Is that why you make fun of me and playfully product me for being a farmer boy? Because you yourself, you yourself have yeah. ambitions of becoming a farmer boy. I don't know. I, I feel, well, at the same time, I feel like I was a tourist. You know, it's like yeah, when you yeah. visit, farm people are nice to you and you get to see the nice parts and you don't have to do like the yeah, actual yeah. farm shit. <laughs> true, true. It, yeah. No, it, it, was, it was really funny because like the, so while we were interviewing um, this pro gamer's mother, the, the dad, he took like the cameraman who was like going outside trying to get B-roll and he just like, he just abducted him and like invited him to the greenhouse to drink with him. And he, he, he by like the end of the day, he adopted him as, as his second son. No. And he doesn't speak English. He just he, but he just like took took like one of our B roll cameramen and just took him. Oh, so, the, so uh, the B roll cameraman wasn't Korean. No, he wasn't. He was just like a he was just like an Italian dude okay. from, from New York. <laughs> and uh, he was like, "Hey, so here, come 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 into the greenhouse, and we're gonna we're gonna have soju, and I'm gonna give you these oysters that I farmed because I don't know. I, I guess he also did. Oh, yeah, this is like a sort of like a seaside area." I don't know. It it was like such a stereo. I I feel like I'm being a little bit of like a like an urban person slumming in in you know rural areas, right? Yeah. Because but everything fit the stereotype so hard. I was like I was amazed. I was I was like like, like this shit's real. It's like it is, this is stuff you see in like a studio Gilby movie that's like romanticizing about pastoral life. Like this shit actually happens. I I never knew. Yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty cool. But yeah, I guess you're right in the fact that. You know, you don't doesn't. Sh- you guys just showed up for a day, and he got to drink soju. But yeah, um, well, yeah, like eventually, you, it, shit hits the fan, and uh, you got to start doing some work. And if you're not into yeah. that shit, then yeah, yeah. Well, wait, 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 hey, um, I gotta ask. So when I when I went to Sydney, it was um, I was I was a bit younger, and I you know I didn't. Um, I was a bit more antisocial, but I want to say like in the US, US is like a good, or okay, I was in New York. New York's like a pretty good place if you want to go to bars and just like do the tourist thing of talking to strangers and hanging out. How would you say uh, Sydney is and how would you say Japan is in terms of that? If you if you want to be the kind of tourist that goes and meets people and talks to people who I, are just strangers. I think if you're going to do it in bars, then yeah, Sydney people will talk to you a lot. You might be called okay. a fucking yank or, or a... <laughs> Depending on how much of your dickhead you are, you might be called a yank or a what's the fucking word? I'm I'm I've forgotten the word. 
Seppel. Have you, have you heard the word Seppel before? I've heard of it, but I don't know what it means. Uh, it just means like it's the Aussie oh, word. Well, you've for explained this to me. For you, yank. You've explained have this I? to me. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. Aussie word for I yank. Think, yeah, this has come up on earlier. I think episode, it came yeah, up right? on the episode with Manny. Now that I yeah, nice. Remember, uh, yeah. So you might be called that, but like most of the time, it's going to be, you know, prodding fun or whatever. Like they don't actually mean it. Uh, but yeah, like I think Sydney in general. I can't actually. I went to Melbourne as well. That's the only other city I went to as an adult. Uh, that they're, they're they're pretty good. I think Sid, Sid, Melbourne's probably a little bit better for like the chatting up thing because people in Melbourne tend to be a bit more open. Mm. It's 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 a far more hipster, I guess you could say, uh, place than Sydney. Whereas Sydney is like it's the proper capital of Australia, even though it's not the actual capital of Australia. So it's got that bit of sterilized um, aspect to it. Uh, and then, yeah, like if I went to Japan, if you if you go into Japan and you want to talk to people, then Osaka is the place to go because people will just talk to you regardless. And it's unlike Tokyo, which is very split up. Osaka's bars are like all within like walking distance of each other, so you can really bar hop. And I bar hopped a, a fair bit there. I did Tokyo as well, and I did Hiroshima. Hiroshima is pretty nice, actually. Like underrated in terms of bar hopping. Uh. And yeah, Tokyo is kind of a bit weird as well. It has the same, I guess, a lot of people say this, and I haven't lived there extensively enough to know, but a lot of people that I spoke to have said this, who like either lived in Tokyo and then moved to other areas. Uh, they said like Tokyo is very sterilized and it's less appro- like approachable. People are less approachable there than they mm. are. But yeah, if I was to say Sydney's like pretty, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Sydney's bad or anything. It's pretty good. And you could like definitely like talk to people and you can strike a conversation very, very easily. And people will mm. talk to you. That's not hard at all, uh, but like if you if you if you like the more hipster vibe or whatever, if you want to like go to more hipster bars, then yeah, Melbourne's good, and Melbourne has like yeah, Sydney's uh nightlife kind of got killed by a few uh, enacted laws in the past. So I'd say ten years that kind of like killed places like wait what ha- wait what happened? Uh, they're lo- lockout laws. Wait, why? Because like, uh, people were getting. Too much, too much crime. Too much. Uh... Not particularly. Cr- a cr- well, it was a crime, but there was like a. I think within like a year or two, there were like three. Uh, we call them, and now it's going to seem like uh, you should shouldn't go out in Sydney, <laughs> but uh, we call them. Well, the first it was called a one punch, like a king hit, or a knock, uh, yeah. or a cow punch. Basically, it's when someone like for whatever reason, sometimes, it, like I think the ones that happened were it random, like there wasn't even a fight. It was just some dude really drunk punched another dude in the back of the head and he died. Oh, and he, like it was two or three like cases that really picked up in the mainstream media, like and they were in quick succession. And then uh, the government decided to do something about it, so they br- brought in some laws. I think there was something like two a.m. was last call for drinks. Uh, there was they like really tightened up on like uh, liquor laws, liquor licenses, and stuff That's- like that. Those things happen in the states too. Like, there's like always like a little wave where like all the all the fucking like fuck up kids do that. It's, it's like a copycat thing. It's like all like the delinquent kids do that for like three months because they think it's cool, and then it just stops. But like that happens in the states too. Like, there's like that just that happens like occasionally. Yeah, like, um, and the problem with it was it really killed off a lot of the music venues and like music scene in Sydney. And now with COVID, obviously the music scene is fucking dead. Like it's finished. But even before that, like the music scene in Sydney kind of died off, and there was a lot of, uh, like I guess you call backlash, f- 
for that kind of for that for those laws and the effect it had on the on the Sydney yeah. nightlife scene. And it really hasn't yeah. recovered since then. Yeah, that seems kind of fucked up. Like, I, like yeah, like going back to the states, it just seems like a thing that's like a like. Well, at least like from from what I, what I what I heard what I read about in the states, it's just it's like a thing that like kids do because it becomes like a dumb kid fad to commit violent acts. Yeah, and then kids kids stop doing it because like, that's how kids are. They're like, all right, this is not cool anymore. We'll we'll stop punching people. Stop. We'll stop sucker punching people on the streets. But so but somehow they managed to turn this into this like pearl clutching thing where we're gonna kill our nightlife. Yep, pretty much. That's what the government did. Yeah. But but the way it was structured was just to get a bit political. Was that the only liquor license that was twenty four seven just happened to be down the road from where all the other bars were, and it was owned mm-hmm. by a conglomerate uh, uh, gambling company. So Star or Crown, I forget which one. They always mix them up. Crown Casino was the only one that had a twenty four hour liquor license. So everyone just went there, anyways. But like, okay. obviously, it makes money for their friends. So, so ads. You, you said you gotta go eventually um, to help your friend move. What's the typical payment for helping your friend move in in, in Australia? Because in 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 the US, I guess, I mean, you don't you don't pay anyone. But well, this is maybe this is more of a New York thing. But so you you never really agree upon, upon, upon payment. But it's sort of a it's sort of understood that you'll get a pizza and maybe some beer. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Pizza and beer sounds good to me. Oh, exactly the same. Yeah, I'm, I mean, no, I'm saying, is it codified as codified, codified, whatever, as pizza and beer, or are you look? Because I think here, I think here, it's like it is specifically pizza and beer. Yeah, if you give a make, but there is it, a case of beers, he'll do anything for you. But it could, it he'll could not the, just. Yeah, right. but you, but you guys aren't based on pizza. It could be something else. The beer is there, but yeah. the food could be whatever. It could be like kebabs, uh, burgers, whatever. Okay. All right. That could be a, a thing, I guess. Uh, I think uh, producer Keith had a follow-up question before we transitioned. Okay. Producer Keith. Yeah. Um, so I was just, this popped into my head <clears throat> while you, while Wax was mentioning uh, hidden gems and whatnot, and then you started talking about bars and stuff. So it reminded me of this. So, um without getting into the source of this i've been when when i read like short stories and stuff like that a common trope for uh like getting <clears throat> getting to know like the local scene or something uh the characters will go like one character will know about like a speakeasy <laughs> yeah and i'm like i don't i'm i'm a homebody 100% Same. and i don't drink so I was gonna ask: Is that like a like an actual thing that people do? IRL is like there's like well they'd be legal, but they're like legal speakeasies, like underground bars. That is that like a thing? Okay, okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna feel this question, but can I? I'm gonna answer by asking a question first. What kind of media are you are you consuming that has these? Because that'll give me some more context. Well, it's okay. So. I didn't want to get into this, but you know that I play uh, a mobile game called Choices, right? Yeah. I've talked okay, about okay, it before. Okay. It's yes. there. It's basically like choose your own adventure stories. They're like millennial stories aimed at like young women and housewives and stuff like that. Hmm. They're, most of them are like, they're like romance stories. Now there's, they can get pretty explicit is whatever. 
Um, but a common thing that they do specifically in that is that like when the group of friends are going out and they're like trying to do something different or get to know the local scene or something, it'll just be like a speakeasy. Okay. So I, I, I can like kind of answer this. Not, not very well, but I can answer it on the surface level. So in like 2010s, basically in, in New York, at least, it, it was a trend to, to recreate the idea, like the romance of a speakeasy. Because, you know, like alcohol is legal. Why do you need a speakeasy? But people like the idea yeah. of, a secret, of a secret place. So there are places in New York that operate as speakeasies that, and you have to go through this contrivance of like um, doing. So like the most, um, the most famous one or the most well-known one in New York, I guess, is 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 Crypt Dogs, which is a hot dog place down down in the East Village. And to get to the speakeasy in the back, you got to go to this telephone booth and like press some kind of number, and then they'll let you into the speakeasy, this very expensive bar in the back of this hot dog shop. And um, yeah, like, like this idea that like, people like this, it's it's cool, right? Is it's, it one where like they don't have a menu and you just like say what you like, and the the guy will um he will make his like he will make the drink, but you just say like okay, no, 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 no. That, that's a different kind of that's a different kind of bar. Those those are also those were also trendy in the 2010s. Those are also trendy. Yeah, because I've been to a f- I went to a few in Osaka like that. Yeah, yeah, like those are those were also trendy. Um, yeah, like the the I, the speakeasy made a comeback in the twenty tens in like New York City, and you know it was like I thought they're kind of lame because it's basically just the ambiance, right? Yeah, it, it's like as lame as like the Ninja Bar. You know, you know, have you heard about the Ninja Restaurant ads in New York? Yeah, not never heard of it. It, it. it closed, but it was like a theme restaurant where was it like it the month theme or was it the, like the actual theme of the restaurant? The theme of no, no, the theme of the entire restaurant was like ninjas, okay. and you would go in and they would do all these like magic tricks and parlor tricks and make it like mysterious and all this crap. Nice. So like I, I always thought the speakeasy comeback was kind of lame because like, hey, just just run a high, just run an expensive bar, like just have a big sign and make it an expensive bar. But people really like the idea of a thing being, uh, I don't know, like hidden or or unknown, even even though like everyone fucking knows about it. Well, it's like those underground clubs, right? Like ads. You must know about this scene. Yeah, it's like the the underground club scene that everyone fucking knows about, but they feel like they're in on a secret. Yeah, it doesn't actually matter like if it's secretive or not, but you you just gotta keep the allure like enough to to make like it yeah. to make it like yeah. appealing to an audience. But yeah, that that similar stuff in Osaka like that. Uh, I yeah. went to a few and. Yeah, it was like fine, but like it wasn't anything special. I agree with you. Yeah. So if that answers your question, uh, Keith, yeah, like uh, speakeasies were chic. They might still be chic now. I don't know if the pandemic keeps it them, but yeah, they they were a, a fad. Okay, but they're not like the vast majority. Um, I don't know how to phrase this. They're not like the heart of like a local scene or something. Like you wouldn't consider them to be like hidden gems they're just like a fad well yeah yeah they're they're a thing that like as a tourist you might want to go to because it's quirky but like, if mm-hmm. you want like uh the places where people drink a lot of people drink are typically the cheapest places like it's just the pub right the irish pub the sports bar that that's like where like you know like the quote-unquote authentic heartbeat of, of, of the uh of, of the scene is yep makes sense if you want to go to find the heartbeat of Australia, find a bar that also has a pokies room. 
and go to the pokies room with your drink. And you'll meet uh poker machines. Not poker machines, what are you uh what's it called? Slot machines. Ah, oh, okay, there we go. So like uh they, we call them pokies, yeah. Video video slots, right? Video slots? Yeah. Like, like no one yeah, yeah, whatever. No one has real like fucking like turning wheels anymore, so they're all video slots now. I, I yeah. don't know why. I don't know why I said that. I don't remember them not being video slots, but yeah, those are. There was there was a time. There was a time and a day where they were they were actually fucking like machines with gears and levers inside. I mean, I'm sure they were, but like, yeah, uh, yeah, those are like insanely popular in Australia, like ridiculously popular, and they're they're like in every bar, or in every mm-hmm. almost every like almost every bar, because they make so much money. Alright, let's transition to the next topic. I want to yell at Razor. Nice. Razor, our, f- our favorite lead company. Yeah, I'm using their mouse right now to click on things. So, so am I. So am I. Because like they make a good, they do make a good mouse. It's like, just uh, the mouse that I first bought with my own money. And now I'm, I refuse to just change. You didn't get one from TL? Did they, they send you one? Nope. This is just a... Um, I mean, maybe you should have written like law content for C9. I'm pretty sure they would have given you like a nice mouse. Maybe. I think seeing on a Logitech though, I don't want to switch. Well, well, well. Like, what are you using? Are you using like the? Oh, I'm using the Death Adder. What are you? What are you? Yeah, using? Death Adder Chroma. But for yeah. some reason, the light stopped working a long time ago. So it's not mm. even just a Death Adder. The thing is, like, that's because that's the gold standard. Like, everyone makes a reasonably good facsimile of it now. Like, yeah, you, you can get. Like, I've tried some of the other like manufacturers' models, which are based on Death Adder. They're all the same. Like, you can get anything now. Yeah, it's just like I've had it so long that I, I haven't had this one for so long. I have three death. Let's get into the topic before I bring up my three death adders. All right, right, right. So, 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 so the razor has like a very strange fixation. Like, I guess like starting last year, they started really caring about environmentalism or or pretending to care about it. Let's say, like, they they sell this um, plush snake doll, which is their their mascot. And for every snake doll they sell, they say we're going to plant ten trees, and they started selling this. Um, hey, disposable straws are bad for the environment, so they're selling this reusable titanium, not titanium, stainless steel straw for twenty bucks. But their worst product might be what is it? Ads or best product? I don't know. I, don't, I actually don't know. What's your? I don't even know. I'm going into this not even knowing whether your take is positive or, or negative. So what Razor's done is they have made a shirt. A sleeveless singlet, a hat, and a hoodie, and and pants. I didn't realize they had shorts as well. Um, yep. uh, based on you know the the, the kind of uh, what's what's it called the Great Wave. It has a better. It has another full name. The Great Wave of kind of off Kanagawa, which is like the famous Hokusai uh, wave painting that you've seen a billion times and a billion things because it's uh, over done to death, but with a twist. First off, it's razor puke green instead of blue. So that's yep. that's a, because, you know, like branding. And then also inside of the wave, they have added drawings of plastics and other uh, plastic bottles, you know, plastic beer can, stuff like that. Uh, and to show that the environment is being uh, destroyed due to our use of plastics, which I agree. Like, it's if you think about it, it's a noble cause, right? And they've said that, they will fund the recovery of one kilogram of marine plastics with every item sold in the collection that is limited, and it's limited to, of course, because it's razor, 
a normal razor death adder before they brought in the chroma, after the chroma, it always goes. Right now, my middle mouse button doesn't work. Okay? But it's not such of a problem that I'm not I'm gonna stop using it. Because as long as I can scroll, I'm good. Like it's whatever. But yeah, but no, like, but but I'm, I'm saying, but that, that's that's like sort of the hypo- that's the hypocr- that's the hypocrisy that's the hypocrisy of all these CEOs of, of any big corp. Like yeah, you they're, shouldn't they're... expect a, you shouldn't expect a company to actually give a fuck. No, no, no. Like, like look, um, like on on balance, on balance, Razor's probably doing more harm to the world. But I don't think it's particularly um, like this is. Like a lot of CEOs are this way, are are, are that way. Like they, they preside over companies that do a lot of like environmental harm to the world, but they can have pet causes and they can feel like bad occasionally and they can try to do like, little things to mitigate yeah, the I, net I, harm they're doing. I, I, I mean, that, and it's not like, um, but, but why? It's a, it's a, okay, keep going. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's hypocrisy, but it is. Like, it's hypocrisy, but it's not incongruous. Like, does it mean like those, those things can't coexist? Like, people do bad things and they also do good things at the same time. Like that. That's like everyone. Everyone's like that. You do bad things and you also do good things sometimes. Yeah, I'm. I'm okay with them doing good things. I just think that if they're gonna do good things, why don't they focus the good things on their core product line? Okay, it's like when Apple drops shit like, oh, we're not gonna add, um, we're not gonna have power adapters in our in our phone case for our phones anymore because everyone already has them. But at the same time, they switched from a USB, uh, like a normal USB power cable to a USB-C power cable on the back. So if you had the old one, you can't even use it unless you bought like an iPad or something in between. Because it's it's not the same cord. Like the cord that they give you is not the same as the one they gave you before. So like, what the fuck? Like if you were going to do that, why did you, like it's facetious in that approach. Like why doesn't Razer be more committed towards fix uh, to make making their products uh you know easier to be fixed easy to easy to be fixed by people so that they don't just have to throw away their their stuff like that that seems like a more worthy cause than just dropping some fucking ug- ugly shirts like sh- should you not if if you are like going to be doing something as tokenistic as saying um as this then why not say okay here's what will happen right if you if you're if your mouse, for example, dies, we and you just give send us an email. We'll send you a plastic bag, and that plastic bag you can put it in. Like I've seen phone companies used to do this, with you know, like there was that big push to recycle phones. Do you remember that? Uh, not not really. Well, uh, like phone batteries and stuff. They're not good. You shouldn't throw a phone away in in the rubbish, right? You shouldn't throw batteries away in the rubbish. Yeah. Like that's, but everyone does, right? Do they? Whatever. What do you do with your batteries, like for appliances uh, and stuff? Oh, you mean like like you mean like lithium batteries? Yeah, lithium. Like even the like you know like triple A or double A batteries. What do you do with them? Uh, I don't know. They're sitting around my room. But eventually, you have to get rid of some. Yeah. No, you... no. I, I I I know I have to do something to them, but like I haven't really figured. I haven't really thought about it. They're, they've been lingering with me for like ten years now. Yeah. Well, the thing is, most people do almost everyone does, is they throw it in their normal trash. But that's not what you should do. You should send it, like, there are, like, at... at um at, Yeah, there's battery gro- disposable. Battery disposable. Like- grocery yeah. stores usually have them. Like, a lot of grocery yeah. stores have signed up to that kind of stuff. Where you can dispose of batteries like that. You can dispose of phones like that. Um, yeah. And that kind of stuff. It's like, like, Razor could do something like that. 
as opposed to this, which you know. I, no, no, like, like I, I, no, I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I, I agree with you. Like, uh, like this is like compared to the like if their their main business and what they do of selling disposable electronics. So yeah, yeah, like what they're doing to the environment on on the whole is like way, 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 way more harmful than selling shirts um, made out of recycled marine plastic. But um. Yeah, but like, like those things don't like, counteract each other. Like those 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 two things exist independently of each other. I don't think like, they, they do. do I don't think they mm. do. I don't think that Razer can like willingly design products that are made to be disposable because to make money off a, off of a off of a mouse reliably, you want that mouse to not last long, right? Like you want them to continue buying mice. If the, if this guy buys a mice every two years, that's good for you. Which is basically what you have to do with a death adder. Like, I don't smash my death out around, but basically that's the, the life expectancy of every single death out I've gotten is around two years before the mouse school goes. I mean, yeah, but the, the logical conclusion is you should not run your business. Like, like, if, no, if, no. if you if, if you want to go like that way, the, fur, the, the furthest, you, you can always go further. It's like, like, you can say, hey, you should make your products more sustainable. But like, if you, if you follow that rabbit hole, the end conclusion is always don't make your product at all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but realistically, that's not a that's not an approach. A realistic. What's, what's, approach. The line, what's the line realistic? Maybe to the CEO, the, the line realistic is we'll sell our products, our disposable products, but we'll also try to do you know just like a, a couple of good things on the side. Like that, that's I think that's where like the, the the debate is. I I don't think I think we agree in terms of like yeah, like like businesses have like businesses do things that are bad for the environment. And when they do like these little token acts that are good for them, that that are like pro environmentalism, they they ring kind of hollow. Like we agree on that, right? Yeah. Um, look, the problem also the thing I have is is that synthetic materials aren't good. Are they? They're not. Like if you wash synthetic plastic, like plastic, like whatever nylon kind of stuff, it sheds as the more you wash it. Hmm. And then this shit that you just made out of recycled plastic goes back into the water systems anyways. Shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, the thing is now that there's a, there's research into cotton and whether cotton has similar issues. But I haven't like followed that fully and there's need to do more research on that. But I know for a fact that the way the way like synthetic materials work, despite you know their, their good properties and the fact that they last longer, you know, if you make good synthetic materials they can last much longer, they last better, you know, and they obviously have properties and characteristics okay, um, good. can i can i can I ask you like a little bit of a detailed science question i guess yeah go so so what so i thought like we didn't like marine plastic floating floating around in the ocean because like uh fish eat it and like it, it kills like marine life mm-hmm. like that's what that's what i thought but is it doing something else like is it like in, like emitting or like leaching off like bad chemicals that are doing other stuff like like what, what else besides that well it like, depends on what like most things that get thrown away aren't fully empty right mm-hmm. like you know if you're throwing pesticides or whatever like something for like a house household pesticide for like farming at your house right but the thing mm-hmm. is with these is the the places it like the, the plastics do that do wash up on our on shores are like and the ones that are visible like to humans right um, like after a big storm or whatever, you'll see a bunch of plastics on beach beaches. And right. there'll, there'll be an initiative from from somebody to go clean up those beaches after a big storm. But those are a minute amount of plastics in the world. Most of the plastics in the world follow. Uh, there's there's wave patterns in the entire like the entire world has wave patterns, and those wave patterns end somewhere in the Pacific. 
So right now in the Pacific, there's basically a mega, like you could call it a mega island of plastics where all these plastics converge upon each other. And that's just getting right. bigger every year. Right. But like, so like, but what is that doing? Well, what is it doing? That's, yeah. Yeah, you're right. There are microplastics and microplastics are where things get really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, yeah, because like, no, like, I, I can understand that, like, you know, if, if like birds or turtles get their heads stuck in, you know, like the ring holders for cans and it kills them, that I understand. But like, I know aesthetically it's bad to have like a mound of trash floating in the sea, but what's like the direct uh, negative effect on the ecology and life? Like you said, uh, not just that, but like ingesting microplastics in the water isn't good for the animals. Okay. So, like, so like, what, what I mean by microplastics, I mean like tiny, almost. I think they are invisible to the the, the naked eye. Okay, okay, yeah. So okay, so it's actually like like sending off like little particulates that are yeah. mm-hmm. harming life and then causing yeah. like and if, harm. And if you are someone who eats um, who eats like fish or eats something that does eat fish, then obviously you're having uh to- the, you know the toxic buildup as well. Okay, okay. So 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 it's it's like the heavy metals. Basically, it's like you you leach more heavy metals in the sea, and it's going to build up in the animals. Mm-hmm. Plastics are like that. Yeah. Exactly. Like okay, there, okay. there's a surprising amount of plastic in that they found in the animals that have uh like like you know when they do like checks of their stomachs, stomach content of animals. I don't know if you've seen that. They they do it kind of commonly when uh for like crocodiles and stuff like that. But usually for crocodiles they'll do it without killing the crocodile. Or like when there's like a, a, a death due to like say a tiger or whatever and they'll check tiger stomachs for human contents. This is like ages ago. Nowadays, we just killed all the tigers, so there's none of those left. But yeah, like my, my end goal for, for Razor is uh, their products are so like, no, no, like they're not even just like, like Apple products are notorious for their like inability to be easily fixed. And Apple's kind of, but not really trying to push away from that kind of vision nowadays. But that's at the very least, you can say something about Apple's products is that they're very well made and they're very well supported by Apple. Like, what I mean by that is, like, not just software-wise, which is a big thing, which most companies don't even support their, their products software-wise, but, like, they last for a particularly long time, like, an abnormally long time compared to other products in the, set, in the space. And that's, you know, normal, considering Apple works in a sphere where their profit... Well, it's not normal, because there are companies that work in a similar profit line, but they work in an abnormally high profit margin, right? You still there? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So like they, they can afford to eat a, an, a third year on like that two-year cycle because they made enough money off of you, right? On the first mm-hmm. buy as opposed, as opposed to a company that's like razor-thin margins, dropping a product at like $500 and it costs them like $400 to make. You know what I mean? Like they're living off of the thing. And then you get into like what you said, which is basically do uh, you eventually go, well, then we can't have cheap things. And that's the point you made, right? In the in the doc, because we should go back. Well, to the yeah, doc. yeah. Because I was asking you, because like this, um, these recycled material, um, razor, this the apparel, like it was very expensive. That that was the thing we didn't talk yeah, about. Yeah, we first. didn't talk about the price. Tell me the price. They're extremely expensive. Like buying like a, buying a hoodie was like a hundred twenty dollars. I feel like a hundred fifty dollars. There we go. And it's and it's because it's made out of salvaged recycled marine plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that that was sort of like the question that I was going to ask you eventually. Uh, 
what's the premium you're willing to pay to consume a more environmentally sustainable friendly good over like the more uh, dispensable disposable good well here's the thing right as soon as you go into things that are more expensive for the lowest common like the lowest common denominator those people can't make that decision right like people who are, okay okay so you shouldn't call those common denominator that's yeah, that, like um, that was a bad term but what yeah, i what yeah, i mean wording, but, your phrase yeah. was bad uh, i'm very tired uh <laughs> what i mean by that is like people who are the, the prime consumers of goods don't get a choice in that right like right you, as soon as you get a choice then you're already like in a in an area that most people aren't in right so i think the thing for the ultra boost because this is an actually comparable thing because they're the, the, the same product right the ultra boost being yeah. like the, the adidas tube yeah. made out of uh, yeah. green plastic yeah. so they've uh, it's called prime blue now they've changed the uh the wording on it nowadays i think they're trying to take away the whole thing to make it seem as if it's just like a normal ultra boost but it's about 20 dollars in australia it's 20 dollars more than a normal ultra boost so you're paying 20 dollars more would i pay 20 dollars more assuming that they were the same color or whatever yeah, I would like that. That seems it's doable, but the Ultra Boost is also a two hundred and forty dollars shoe. You know, like it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's an expensive the shoe. starting point. Yeah, the starting points are already expensive. You know, and also I'm, I pay ridiculous sums for shoes, anyways. But yeah, like, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like there, there is no comparable. Like to to go back to the whole Razor Death Adder. Let's say they made a Death Adder that was like one hundred percent modular, replaceables thing, uh, but it cost thirty dollars more. I don't know what what the like companies have done this for phones, right? Remember, um, not, Apple. No, Apple never did modular phones. Um, oh, it was Motorola when they were owned by Google. Don't you remember that Motorola thing where you, you just take a little? It was like a Lego kind of thing, and you could slide in, sli- slide oh, in parts. Oh, you mean the the gamer phone? No, no, no. They they had like a concept where it was a Motorola phone. But, you know, like the camera was its own module and the battery was its own module and this was its own module and that was its own module. And say you wanted a better camera, then you could buy a better camera and switch it in. And like, I mean, like it, I, it would I click, heard, click in. I haven't heard of it, but it sounds interesting. Yeah. It, it, oh, I think it never got made. And the closest Motorola ever did was like to having, to that was um, having wooden backs for your phone. Like you could have a custom wooden back and Motorola would put that on. And you could buy like, extra backs for your phone and things like that. But that that's like nowhere near the same level, right? Like it's not changing the mod- modularity of the phone. And then there are things like the Fairphone, which are made like that. It's a six-year-old phone, but it's still getting support. And uh, like, yeah, but like those are such niche markets, right? Right. But, 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 but so you're saying you have some inclination to consume in, in that sphere? Yeah. But how many, that, that's what I mean. Like, so say they made a death adder like that. Like the the Motorola phone never never actually occurred, and before it could occur, Google sold Motorola to Lenovo. I want to say Lenovo. I could be wrong about that. And so that never happened, right? So it was a Google like pet project that never went anywhere. Motorola made no money, and they got sold off. And now they just make cheap phones under the under the Motorola brand that are actually just Lenovo phones, uh, because the Motorola brand, for whatever reason, still has some hold in Western markets, which Lenovo doesn't have. For phones uh yeah, yeah like say they made a death adder what's the death adder's price sixty dollars yeah if you buy like full price yeah full, full price, price it's sixty dollars right let's say they made I, I don't know if this is even possible but let's say they made a more 
uh, a whole because uh, the, the shirts aren't like comparable to a product that Razor sells. Let's say they made a a death adder I mean, out of yeah, pla- yeah. out of recycled plastic for twenty dollars more. It's eighty dollars now. Okay. Are people going to buy it? Like, how many people are going to buy it versus how many people are going to buy it for sixty dollars? Well, I'm asking you. That, like, I was asking you. Would I buy it? You buy it? Yeah, yeah I would so, buy it. Okay. I, I mean, like, so you you would buy it on spec on in terms of like, you just say you would take their word for it in terms of like, hey, like I I don't know how to like quantify this monetary value, this environmental impact, but you would just buy it because it's it's yeah. More, assuming it's not like such an obvious rot. That they're just like trying to bank off people, at yeah. twenty dollars, I, I could see twenty dollars, you know. Yeah, like it's it's not I, easy to do. I mean, isn't that the dilemma? Because like these companies can can claim it's good for the environment, but it's like very hard to tell like, at a granular level, like what is it actually doing? To be honest, yeah, like, it is. Like, it is like, very hard. Yeah, that's the whole environmental issue, right? Like you, you there's so little. They're they're like big claims, but not enough for us to like be able to tell. As a consumer, at the very least, how much yeah. those impact? Right, but but you will not be buying a razor Kanagawa wave hoodie. No, one hundred fifty bucks. I will not US be buying it for one hundred and fifty bucks USD. I, I I don't like non cotton clothing in general. No, like I I try and avoid synthetic materials as much as possible. Just not even purely out of like the whole um environmental thing. I just don't like the way they feel. Oh, well, I mean, you live in Australia. You're kind of a sweaty dude who works out a lot, farms a lot. That makes sense. Yeah, like most synthetics nowadays are like used for like rain, cold, right? Like if 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 you buy a a jacket, like one of those cold jackets, right? They're almost always going to be synthetic material nowadays instead of whatever yeah. the fuck they were made out of fifty, sixty years ago, because it's just easier to like retain heat. So yeah, I don't need like I don't have any use for. Doesn't get that cold in Australia. Alright, so let's, let's move on to our last topic. Let's talk about the Suez Canal. Hey, it's Suez, right? Speaking Suez? of environmental impacts. Well, I mean, yeah, like, glo- like global shipping is actually like a, a shit ton of fucking environmental impact because these diesel ships are contributing to like what thirty percent of the emissions every year, right? I um, don't know the number off the top of my head, but what I can it, say is. Uh, it's something very high. Yeah, yeah so, it, so, it is something. So, yeah. so tell them what happened for someone that somehow missed <laughs> this major news story. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so yeah, yeah. I'm not going to explain it. Everyone knows what happened. I mean, <laughs> a, ship, a, a ship got lodged in the Suez Canal and it stopped global like shipping for like a week. But the, the thing that we were talking about, and you brought up last episode, and and sorry, I, I, you you brought it up, and I probably should have followed up back then. But we're we're, we're rounding around back to it now. I'm going to let you talk about it now. Like you thought it was hilarious that the Japanese company that owned the ship, the Ever Given, it was so yeah, that was being run by a Taiwanese company, but it was originally owned by a Japanese company. They 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 did the very traditional Japanese corporate thing of apologizing in front of the media, saying we're sorry, it was our mistake, is and just doing this uh, very big uh, public shame show. It, it, it's like being in the pillory, you know, back in the medieval days. Except no one throws like like apples and rocks at you, but that's basically what they did. The owners of the ship were they they went in front of the press, and they just like bowed in, in shame, saying, "Oh, we're sorry that our boat fucking uh, caused hundreds of billions of dollars in economic damage." Yeah. Uh. So you know that that 
that thing I find so funny that when I was in Japan, there was a gacha, there was a gacha, I guess, what do you call it? Capsule. You know when they're all in a line? This is just called gacha machine. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I'm just gonna call it a gotcha machine. There was one that had um, bowing, like you know the the common like apology bow, like animals, and they had a dog, they had a penguin. From, they... from from your lowered volume, I can tell that you actually bow in real life, but this is an audio medium. But I had to do it. For... <laughs> no one, no one fucking, no one fucking understands. So I, I'm looking at one right now. I have one right next to my desk, and I All found right, that right. hilarious. And I, I spent far much, far too much money on a plastic thing. That is non-recyclable. That is ruining the environment. Okay, but it's just a, it's a passive thing of like what a Japanese businessman bowing an apology. But yeah, but instead of a Japanese businessman, it's a dog bowing an apology. Oh, okay. And and and, <laughs> okay. and I have a penguin one somewhere. Is nah. a dog wearing a suit? No, no, it's just a dog. Okay. I, I, I'll send you a photo of him later. That's okay. But it is a corporate apology. Yeah, it's a corporate apology. So so yeah so we were we were talking before the show and during the pre-production meetings about like. That's fucking hilarious. Like, why is it like, like beyond whether this is well, yeah. Like, do you like this? Like, would, would you like if more corporations did this? Because this is like a very um it's, unique to because so like so in America, you know, like you know, like Zuck gets like Zuckerberg, or Facebook gets like called before Congress to do these, you know, to to have these hearings and like answer for whatever. But he he just sort of there he goes there he answers the questions and he leaves right yeah but he doesn't like fucking grovel and ask for like forgiveness like oh you yeah. know I'm I'm sorry that I, I let like uh like alt right groups create uh communities on Facebook that led to like people invading the capital he doesn't do that yeah but if it was Japan it would totally happen right if like Japan was a Facebook company the CEO would come and he like fucking like being putting his forehead on the ground yeah um. Would I like it? The thing is, like, at this point, it's entertaining for sure. Yeah, it's, entertaining. it's entertaining for us, but at this point, it's kind of like it's just a given, right? And like, how, then how 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 um, seriously can you take this apology? And when it's like, that's true, you know what, what I mean. What's become normalized? What if it becomes normalized? Then that yeah, it creates like this apology inflate a creep. Yeah, and where, apology inflation. Where does the apology actually matter? Then when you were in high school and they said. And the teacher made you apologize to your bully, uh, and you had to apologize to this fuckwit who was just bullying you for six months. But your teacher did fuck all, and now you're the one that's apologized for punching him in the fucking face and knocking out two teeth. What are we, what wait, we, wait, what what? we talking about again? Wait, wait, what? What? Wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, what? Ah, <laughs> uh, that was just a joke. Say before. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm just saying it's it's like that. It's it's like that. No, no, I, I, I don't think it's like that because, like, um... <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I thought it was exactly like that. Because, because, of uh, alleged Lebanese youth in in Australia, of like, of you know, a, a fictional Lebanese youth in Australia, um, that that fictional youth was vindicated because he was not the he he was he, he was not the the, the you know, he was, he was not the offending party. He was defending himself. And, you know, the, the system was wrong. We, we're talking uh, but, more but, about... Okay, so in this situation, the person apologizing was in the wrong. Right, right, right. In this case, this would be the bully. Like, this, yeah. in this case, like, you know, in this, you know, alleged fictional theoretical case, the bully would be made to have been 
uh, doing the very theatrical performative apology. Yeah, my bad. I, I misunderstood. Right. The situation. Yeah, right. so, mm, I don't know. It's kind of funny. I, I found the Toyota one the most funny. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. So, uh, because he did it so about... many times. So wait, wait, What do you mean? You're you're referring to this article we found on yeah. the internet. I always forget to introduce articles. Right, right, right. So we found this article of the five best Japanese corporate apologies. I don't know. This person hasn't done an update to rank. Most entertaining. Most, most entertaining. I just say. Yeah. So he's, he, there's there's a, a list of some of the biggest companies. You've got Toyota, Dio, which is a paper corp. I'm not sure about that one. I've never heard that. Right. Uh, but, but back in like late, back in like 2008, Toyota had some uh, safety scandals, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was bad, and also I think it's because uh, also the found apparently the founder's grandson took over. It was like a big mm-hmm. like corporate shift, I guess, in the company. And yeah, he he did some massive apologies, and my favorite one was uh, when he said. When he said, "Okay, in early 2009, this was like after the you know the." recession um he said that his company faced capitulation to irrelevance or death the firm mm. he added was grasping for salvation instead of blaming the global economy as western ceos like to do toyota said toyota said his company had simply not built good enough cars they say that young people are moving away from cars he said but surely it is us the automakers who have abandoned our passion for cars i found that quote a legendary quote I've been great. If I was, if I was there as, if I was sent as like a journalist there, and he dropped that quote on me, I would start pissing myself laughing. Because how the fuck did he keep a straight face saying that? That you, know, you that 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 really does fucking resonate with me in terms of like <laughs> what? when when, like when you were young. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> No, no, no. Just in terms of like when like Congress like brings up like guys like uh again like suck to to answer. Hey, yo. So like, what 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 are you guys doing with social media that lets people start uh conspiracy theories and insane cults? And, then and what, he's what, like, what, what, ah, he, what would he say? What would he say if he was like Toyota? What would he say? Yeah, he's well, like, run me his apology. They say the young people are moving away from the truth. But surely it is us, the social media companies that have abandoned our passion for alternative logical, rational platforms that don't seek profit at all costs. Yeah, it didn't work as well. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, rating, I'm rating your apology very low. But maybe if you started bowing and moving away from your mic, like, yeah. yes, no, no, no. no. If I start, if I started, yeah, if I started bowing and uh, started crying, like literally crying, the, the tears really do sell it. How much do you think the tears weigh? So, so like, um, like, like so, do, like, do you reckon they have a list? Like, okay, they before the press conference, like they come in and they're like, oh yeah, in this one it was a really bad mistake, so you're gonna have to cry in this one, all right? But in another one okay. they'll be like, eh, apology. So our so our favorite videos among these. So we we watch these videos and we, of these like these Japanese uh, CEOs from the nineties and two thousands crying in front of the cameras to apologize for their companies being like bad. Well, not not, not even bad. Because no, the thing is like some of them is it's it's for like actually like corporate malfeasance, and some of it's actually just for like literally like hey, we didn't make enough money. I'm gonna cry. Like <laughs> so, 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 some of it is actually like that. So um, no, but but I'm saying like. It's not. I can't cry on demand. Can you? I, I, can you cry on command? Yeah, I can cry on command. 
What? Yeah, it will take me like like thirty seconds to build it up, but I can try it and then. Oh my god! I got it. so like okay, you know. So I, I don't want to go too deep, but this either means one, you're a sociopath, or two, you have like enough childhood trauma that you can like recall in your mind that makes it easy. And I and and both are like kind of kind of terrifying. Uh, I just have to think about my dead cat, and I just cry. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Well, I'll take your word for it, but you know, like, I I think it's either the I think it's the other two, but that that part's just the added bonus. All right. And and anyway, so I mean, like, I, so I understand why these Suez Canal like operators were like, yeah, like, we're gonna. We're, what were they apologizing for? Were they apologizing because they wanted like, um, like, like to the citizens of Japan for like making their their country seem like like shitty? Like, what, what were they apologizing for? I don't know. I I didn't watch their apology or like read into their apology too much. I just found it funny that, um, the internet as the internet does instantly decided to make the Evergreen. Is it called the Ever? The company's called something. Evergreen. Evergiven is a ship. Evergreen is, com- yeah. is the Taiwanese operator. The, the company is um, fucking. It's a Japanese company. I forgot the name. So, well, yeah, yeah, I know that. So wait, it's so a Taiwanese operator of the ship, who's yes. then, but the ship is owned by a Japanese by company. Japanese company, yes. Okay, this is there's so many so many hoops to jump in through. Yeah, it's very complicated. Uh, yeah, the internet's first approach was to obviously make jokes and memes as as one does, including. As you as you as you posted, I posted. What did I post? Did you did you post like a lewd meme? No, no, I forced Grill to post a lewd meme. Oh no, wait, that was me. Never mind. Okay. It was Come you. <laughs> Come on. See, this is apologize, please, Wax. Crying Come man. Come on. This is this is this is a peak sociopathy. Just like uh, push, pushing it on to other people. No, no, go on. Sorry. Yeah, it was to just make memes, and I, my favorite one was obviously the lewd uh, anime meme. It, just, it was just great. Like here we are, and I, something my friend brought up that I hadn't even considered is how many people do you think died waiting in that canal? Because that canal is used a lot for okay, social, okay so uh, traffic. So you, you, you're going to be really sad now. Like, yeah, so we, were, gonna, we, we, we so we were joking right now. So and I just wanted to switch it up real quick. <laughs> yeah. So so I, I read an article earlier today saying that. A lot of these container ships back in the you know waiting to pass through, they were actually carrying live animals like livestock. Yeah, they would be as well. Yeah, and and, and a lot of them are gonna die. So, um, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, like hundreds of thousands of sheep are gonna die. So, mm. yeah, I was talking about human trafficking as well. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, I, I guess if you were like thinking about like the wire and shit like that, then yeah, yeah. Are we gonna end on that? I think we should end on that. No, no. Recommend an album. Oh, what, what, what's an album that ties well into? Um... Okay, listen to the gorillas. <laughs> plastic, human listen to the gorillas. Plastic beach, and then after listening to that brilliant album about the death of the ecology of the world and the environmental impact of the world, go and buy some NFT goods from the gorillas. Don't do that. Instead, what you should do with that money that you could have bought NFT goods is go to coffee, ko hyphen fi dot com slash the jujus and send us money not nft related and you will not own any part of this uh brilliant endeavor of a podcast you won't but it, it will be money for us and then we can do things like buy razor death adders that are plastic 
but made of recyclable plastic. And we will feel be- better about ourselves. And you can feel better about yourself with us. Thank you. Okay. I'm, I'm going to recommend Kate Bush's The Kick Inside from the 1980s because I'm a boomer. Keith, recommend an album. Putting you on spots. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, what is it? Um, Anime soundtrack? Two seconds. <laughs> two seconds by uh, no, five seconds per summer. Seconds. <laughs> uh, the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. What an album. <laughs> what an album. Thank you. Thank you for listening to us for 20 episodes. We'll be back with episode 21. It will not be any better. That much I can promise. <laughs> <laughs>